Hi, and welcome to the I Crush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. And in this episode, I chat with my buddy, Mikey K of the Man Meat Barbecue Podcast out of Chicago, Illinois. Last year, I had the pleasure of being on his show, so I thought it was time for me to return the favor. Not only is he one of the biggest barbecue podcasters on the airwaves, he's actually a full-time barbecue guy at Fire and Smoke BBQ Company. We chat about how he got started and some of his most memorable moments on the show. And we also get into his side hustle that's now become his full-time business. You're not going to want to miss this one. I hope you enjoy the show. This is Mikey K of the Man Meat Barbecue Show. Hey, welcome to the I Crush Barbecue Show. Today, I am hanging out with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Mikey K of the Man Meat Barbecue Show. What's up, brother? What's up, dude? How are you? How'd you like that intro, man? I, uh, it's probably, it, it, it was probably oversold. <laughs> <laughs> I love your intro, by the way, man. That's awesome on your show. Thank, thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, man, I, I was on your show uh, last year, and I thought, hey, let's return the favor. Let's see who. Has it been uh, a year already? Like, does time move that fast? <laughs> it does, man. It does. Yeah, man, happy to have you on the show. I thought we'd get to we'd get our listeners to know who Mr. Mikey K is. Uh, of course, a lot of people already know uh, the man, the myth, the legend. But we want to hear a little bit a bit about your background and kind of where you where you grew up and and where you are now. A lot of fun things going on in your life. So let's kick that off. Where where uh, where are you from? Born and raised, and um, you know maybe some of uh, your influences growing up. So I'm born and raised outside of Chicago, Illinois. Um, I've lived here my whole life. And uh, barbecue just kind of started for me, right? Uh, when I was younger, I, I had a I, I liked playing with fire. So <laughs> I think as all uh, as all barbecue and all most chefs uh, have this like weird, crazy like obsession with fire because if you don't, um, it's it, it's not going to work, and um, people are like, "Oh, you're going to get burned," and it's like, "Yeah, I know, but I'm going to figure it out anyways." So that that's where I grew up, um, and food's always kind of been an influence in my life. So I I kind of went a different route in in my life. I kind of tried other things. Uh, I you know I was in the music industry. Uh, I did some did some stuff in the in the hair industry. And then I just kind of fell back where it was like, man, food is food is really what I need, what I need to be doing with my life. So, you know, I refocused and I, I, I pursued that. Uh, when I started Man Me Barbecue, it was literally just because I, I wanted I wanted to kind of grow my passion in food and, and kind of grow grow who I was as a barbecuer and I never really thought that it was going to become what it became today. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm, I, I thought I was going to start a blog and I thought it was going to be great. And then I realized like, I'm not that great at writing or have the patience to really sit, <laughs> sit down at a keyboard <laughs> and really type out blogs. So I, 
I was sitting there, I was sitting actually outside smoking a cigar with one of my neighbors and he did podcasting and he was like, dude, why don't you just do a podcast? He's like, you can talk, you know how to talk to people, just do a podcast. And I was like, man, I don't know. No one's going to listen to me. He's like, I'm like, who's going to listen to me? He's like, no one's going to listen to you at the beginning. It doesn't matter. (laughs) He's like, just start doing it. So I started doing it and I was like the first episodes, I mean, I'm sure were horrible. And like, I was surprised that people would even give me the time of day. I'd like message them and be like, Hey, will you come on my show? And they were like, uh, yeah, I guess so. And like, I was like, yes, I got this person. And it, you know, it, it was like just trying to get anybody and everybody just to listen to the show. And then like, the the Instagram slowly started growing and that I mean we started the Instagram back in 2014 I believe and that's when Instagram real estate was cheap and you could you could really grow an audience because they weren't you know they weren't making you pay for it they weren't really pushing your your numbers down they were showing you to everybody or everybody that liked you and everyone that uh followed you so your your feeds were were still powerful where now they're kind of they're really they're really hitting hitting the big accounts. Like if you don't pay a little bit, they don't wanna they don't wanna expose you to like your followers. Like it's weird. Like you'll be you'll get you'll get things that are like boost your post to your followers. It's like they're my followers. Why can't why are they not just getting my post? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they click the follow button for a reason. So um it's just kind of crazy that it all kind of happened that way. And then the podcast just started growing, you know what I mean? Um we I, I used to like check the numbers and I would check the numbers and I'd be like, Oh, where are we at? Where are we at? Like how many downloads this week? And I'd be like 600 downloads. And I'd be like, dude, that's fantastic. Like we got 600 downloads. Like that's awesome. Uh, and I, I would be like super stoked that, you know, we're at, at 6,000, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. and then, and then it was, or I'm sorry, at six, like 600. And I was like, Oh my God, 600, 600. And then it was, Oh shit. We're at 2,000. We're at 2,000 downloads consistently, consistently, consistently. And then it was like, oh, we're at 5,000 downloads. Oh, we're at, we're at 14,000 downloads a week. Oh, shit, we're at 18,000 downloads a week. And, like, just, just recently uh, we cracked 20 just a little bit. Uh, so we're, we're at about 20, 21,000 downloads a week, um, which is insane to me. Like, I, I just don't understand it. Like, why, why that happens is, like, insane. You know what I mean? So um, we're we're slowly growing up, and it did just like the amount of listeners that people like people are listening, and it, it's insane to me because like I'll, I'll run into people and like, dude, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, there's humans out there that listen to my podcast. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> what year was it that you started that? Uh, we started the podcast in 2014. Okay, so it's been I mean it's been five years now of just kind of um not necessarily grinding but just five years of 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 getting to talk to people and talking to different people from all around the world um and don't forget i our our listeners are are worldwide so sometimes people are like well you know we'll get we'll get rest like barbecue restaurants that are like well how many how many listeners are in our area i'm like i don't i don't know exactly like unfortunately with the way that podcasts give you numbers that you can't like you can't the data doesn't break down to like, well, 60 came from Texas and 75 came from, you know, Georgia. Like they just don't, it doesn't break, it doesn't give you that kind of, um, 
that kind of breakdown because it's across so many different platforms uh, that were downloaded that it's just you, you kind of don't get that data. And um, it's just still amazing to me that there, there's people across the country, you know, across the country, across the world that that listen to my show and, and listen to me talk every week. I'm like, why do you listen to me? I have no idea. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And and about was there a lot of competition back in 2014 for barbecue podcasts? Um, you know, I kind of when I when I decided that I was going to do a podcast, I started looking at other podcasts, and there there were very few. Um, and there there were you know there was like one podcast that like had like 15 episodes, and then the guy stopped doing it, and there was like another podcast that was like. You know, because I went on like iTunes and I was like, oh, podcast, you know what I mean? Like, let me see what's on on Apple Podcasts. And it was like Mm -hmm. there was like maybe like another one that had like 30 episodes or something like that. But they were all like 15 minute episodes and they didn't really talk about anything. So it's like you could cruise through those really quickly. And then it was like um, Barbecue Central show was putting his out as a as as a podcast at that point, too. Um, So I, I would listen to him. But you know, his is like a three hour podcast and I just like, I'd, I'd kind of get lost in them. And it, there's so many goddamn commercials on that podcast that I just, I couldn't, I couldn't continue listening to it. So I stopped listening to that one. Um, and you know, there was, there was one other one that there was one other one of a guy who kind of started like right about the same time as I did. Uh, we were almost like on the same number of episodes right Mm -hmm. and i was like hey dude i like reached out to him and i was like hey dude i'm like do you want to come on my show like you're kind of new i'm new it'd be cool to like cross promote each other right Mm -hmm. like i thought it was cool yeah and he's like yeah i'll 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 do your show and i was like cool awesome so he came on my show like did it and then he was like well do you want to do my show and i was like yeah sure like i'd love to you know, I'm like, I think it'd be cool. Like the whole point was like to cross promote. And so I did like his show. And then afterwards he's like, you know, I was listening to your podcast. He's like you're all over the place. He's like, you do not focus on one thing of podcasting. And I was like, oh, I'm like, well, that's kind of like the whole point of my show is kind of be all over the place and not necessarily niche down into being like, okay, we're just about competition cookers or we're just about, you know, backyard guys. Like we're all over the place. We talk to, you know, we talk to seasoning companies. We talk to backyard guys. We talk to competition cooks. We talk to uh, guys that are making sauces. We talk to pit makers. You know, we're, we're just, it's all about barbecue, right? At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I talk to other podcasters. Like I talk to other podcasters like you, like if you have a barbecue podcast, dude, come on mine. Let's, let's cross promote. Yeah. And he was like, man, he's like, you're never going to make it. He's like, it's just, you're just not niched down enough. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, that's cool. And then like, I think like it was like 10 episodes later, like he like stopped doing his podcast and I was like, oh, well, looks like I never, I never made it. (laughs) That's awesome, man. And has it always been man meat barbecue or did it evolve into, uh, that, uh, that name and that logo? No. So, um, it, it's always been Mammy Barbecue. Um, Sweet. The logo, the original logo was designed by a good friend of mine um, who's a graphic designer. And I was like, dude, I need a good logo. And he was like, okay. He's like, well, what's the name? I gave him the name. And he's like, okay, give me a couple days. 
It took him like a month. And then he like sends me this logo and I'm like, dude, that's that that that's it. I'm like, it looks great. Yeah. I'm like, let's use it. And he's like, okay, cool. He's like, I'll send you over like all the all the stuff and uh sent it all over. And then we just kind of started using it. Um I know there is a competition team named Mammy Barbecue. Um you know, I didn't steal their name. I didn't know they even existed when I did it. Uh, I did a quick Google search of Manmy Barbecue, looked if manmybarbecue.com was even available. It was. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's it. Here we go. Sweet. Yeah, I love it, man. I think it's badass. Um, so you start the podcast. Everything starts flowing for you. Um, hell, you start getting some badass sponsors. You get a whole bunch of badass people to come on your show. Um, it's Hell, it's hard to to uh, to pick a favorite, but is are there any that stand out for you that uh, that you know you're like, holy shit, this was awesome, or or maybe that got your blood pumping whenever they said, yeah, I'll come on your show. Um, I mean, one of the cool ones was uh, DJ Barbecue. Um, reason being, the reason I remember this one so so vividly. Uh, it was, it's way, way back. You guys are going to have to go way, way back in the archives to find this one. I think it was like episode like 10. Um, it, it was way, way back. Uh, one of the, the reason his stands out is I was still like learning my shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, he literally hung out with me for like 45 minutes before we started recording because I could not get our, I couldn't get our recording program to record. And he was in England. Um, so it was just so amazing that he gave me that much time. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. he, at that time he was like, his Instagram was like, I think he had like 50,000 followers on his Instagram. Um, and this is like, I'm talking like I had on our Instagram, I maybe had like 1600 followers. <laughs> so it's like, damn, dude, you got 50,000. Yeah. I got 1600 and you're willing to like hang out with me and like work through my like um my technical issues. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. I... Man. So and, that that's you... one of them that stands out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is he still rolling out in in England? He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um he actually he does a lot of big stuff on YouTube. Um he uh he does a lot of big barbecue stuff. He's he's uh wrote, uh, wrote writ written yeah written a couple books. Uh, he did a burger book. He did a barbecue book. He's done a lot a lot of cool stuff. If you don't know who DJ Barbecue is, guys, make sure you go look him up. Uh, super rad dude. Uh, he's from America but moved over, and he does a lot of festivals and stuff like that. He does a lot of open fire, open flame cooking. Um, just, just a really cool dude. He's, he's just, it, he puts on a great show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Badass. I'm going to have to look him up for sure. Yeah. He's a rock star, dude. He really is. Yeah, man. Any others that really stand out for you or anything like, um, maybe something that you learned from, from one of these guys. I know you got, you have so many, what I like about your show is that you, it's so educational. A lot of times, like, you've had these historians on that talk about the history of barbecue and um, yeah, I mean, it's just, 
the variety for me is what it's what's great. It's it's funny that the guy that that uh, you know told you that you were all over the place. Uh, yeah, you know, is like man that that's the that's the thing that I love about your show is that you know it is all over the place and you learn all kinds of different cool stuff. So, um, anything else? Any other ones that uh, that stick out for you? Um, I mean, dude, there's so many. Yeah, um, Anthony from Swig and Swine was so much fun to chat with. He was a great, great human. Uh, the funny thing is, when we we recorded his episode, we were we were kind of like in the weeds of having so many episodes to go be popping up. And he was like, "Man, when's this thing gonna air?" He's like, "Were you fucking with me?" And I was like, "No, dude, it's gonna air in like three weeks." He's like, "You're full of shit." And then it finally came out, and he was like, "Oh my god, okay, it was a thing." He's like, "We," he's like, "I didn't waste an hour of my life." And I was like, "No," I'm like, "Dude, it was real." So his, his was always, his was fantastic. Uh, Robert Moore or Robert Moss was fantastic. Um, he's a, he's a barbecue historian guy. Um, you just, I, you learned so much from him. Yeah, he's great. He was great. Um, I love that one too. There's so many, I mean, man, I've, I've had so many cool opportunities and so many cool people to chat with, um, that it's just, it, there, there's just so many like great ones. Um, there's Chris from his, his now his now name is Titletown Egger, but it was Bruce City Egger at the time. So I believe if you have to look it up, it would it would be under Bruce City Egger. Um, but that was a fantastic one. Uh, we actually recorded it at his house. Um, we went up a couple days before Thanksgiving and did like a family style Thanksgiving with. A family like we we had never met in person, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Dude, do you want to come over, cook a turkey, do a podcast, and you know all this stuff?" And I was like, um, "Yeah, dude that that sounds that sounds legit." And I'm like, "Where do you live?" He's like, "In Milwaukee." And like Milwaukee's only like from where we were at, it was only like an hour about an hour away. So I was like, "Yeah, dude, we'll come up there. We'll have a great time." So. We went up there and cooked turkey. So you got to think, like, we were up there for, like, six hours with people we didn't know. Just literally making friends. And, I mean, he's still a friend of mine now. And it's just insane how, like, barbecue brings you together. And this show just brings me to to some people that I, I never thought that I would get to uh, sit or hang out in a room with. And... um that's that's another one. I mean, we we recorded that whole thing while smoking cigars on his back porch, and Man, that's so cool. We ended up being there for like ten hours. So so, Chris, if you're listening to this, sorry for like invading your house for ten hours. <laughs> Man, that's barbecue for you, right? I mean, yeah, God, the community is just so awesome and and inviting and warm and like, man, let's just get together. It's it's uh it's so incredible, man. Uh, everything that you've been able to accomplish, you know, I was lucky enough to, you know, whenever I decided to kind of jump in this thing, there were so many people out there that I can listen to, that I can, um, you know, look up to and, and, and reach out to. I know that you, you've offered to help many times and, and, uh, some of the other podcasters out there that have helped me throughout, uh, when I was just getting started and everything. So, um, yeah, I appreciate, uh, your help and everyone else's help out there, but, uh, yeah, it's amazing that you've been able to do this 
by yourself, you know, and, and really build this. I mean, you got what over 115,000 followers and, and uh, it's, it's just incredible, man. It's just incredible. Yeah, we got uh, the Instagram has over 115,000. Like I said, we're about 20,000 downloads a week. Now um, it's, it, it's slowly, you know, it, it built slowly, but mm-hmm. um, it was the low and slow barbecue approach, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So any, anyone that's out there that's maybe looking to start a podcast um, are there any, um, you know, any, uh, um, ideas or any, uh, advice that you can give to them? Start doing it. Start it. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop saying you want to start one and start one. Yeah. Um, just start, just start doing it. Um, and then the reason I say that is a lot of people are like, well, yeah, but I don't have my exact focus. I don't know. Just, just start doing it. It'll all kind of come it'll if it, if it's meant to be it it'll fall into place you know what i mean mm-hmm. and if you think about it too much you're going to you're going to ruin a good idea and no one's going to listen to your first 5 episodes anyway so don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> so barbecue obviously is a huge part of your life how long have you been cooking barbecue and do you go around and eat barbecue or uh you know visit any any uh, festivals or anything like that I started my barbecue journey when I was 13. Um, that's when I really started cooking. Um, it might have been a little bit earlier, but that, that's when I really remember like getting on getting on the grill and, and cooking, right? Um, and I started with a Weber kettle because those are fantastic. Um, I, I had an 18 inch. It wasn't it wasn't anything special. Um, then then I upgraded to a kettle, a 22 inch, 22 and a half inch kettle. Right. And that's what kind of started my, my, my smoking. That's what started, started like pushing me into, into smoking stuff. So I started smoking stuff on that. And then, um, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, um, bought me a big green egg. So, she 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 bought me a big green egg which was like fantastic i mean it was amazing uh i got an extra large big green egg that that amped up smoking even more um and barbecue started taking taking more and more a part of my life uh started man meat barbecue barbecue got got more intense right um i would have wiped her up too by the way (laughs) (laughs) so started doing started doing more and more barbecue stuff right then we started doing uh then we started going to barbecue events and doing big green egg fests and we were traveling a little bit to do them uh you know doing doing the podcast and doing all that all kind of same simultaneously and then um we got an opportunity to go to new york city with arby's and Arby's sends me an email and they're like, hey, bro, uh, we want to fly you to New York City to eat at the Arby's in Times Square, like, you know, whatever. And I was like, OK, cool. Fly me to New York City. That's fine. So they flew me to New York City. Um, and I get, that was like my first real like man me barbecue trip. Mm-hmm. And so we're taking pictures, doing all this fun stuff and doing all this crazy stuff. And it was just amazing. And then I'm like, man, maybe we could do a little bit more of this stuff. So let's start like pushing, pushing more and more and more. And we started doing, doing more and more events, started doing more, more, you know, 
just more big green egg fests, kind of getting the name a little bit more out there, getting to cook a little bit more. And I realized I'm like, man, I'm, I'm good at cooking barbecue and people are enjoying it. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I started thinking, I'm like, what if I did this for a living? Like, what if I cooked, like, obviously people, there's people out there that are like, yeah, you're, it's called a fucking chef, asshole. But it's like, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Or it's called pitmaster. And it's like, yeah, but you got to remember, I'm in Chicago. There's very few great barbecue restaurants in Chicago. And they're, you know, we got reached out to by a couple, like, meat product companies. And we started working with them. I started working with a couple other ones. And we, I just started doing, doing more and more stuff. And I started learning more and more about everything I could about barbecue. Just I, anything I could learn was like, let's do it. Um, from the, the structure of the meat to how smoke affects meat, how smoke cooks meat, how, how heat cooks meat, um, clean versus dirty smoke and all this information and time versus temp and all this crazy shit that people who cook barbecue even at home don't necessarily think about when they're cooking it because they didn't they didn't want to nerd out and get into the science of it right mm-hmm. so i i just became obsessed with it and i was like i want to know everything i possibly can about this shit so let's do that um now uh i started this concept in 2017 this I was like, I want to do a barbecue company called Fire and Smoke Barbecue. I go, I don't want it to be tied to the Man Me Barbecue name. I want it to be different. I want it to be cleaner. I want it to be um, a little bit more corporate-y, per se. Not necessarily like clean-cut corporate, but it, it needs to have – I wanted it to have a little bit of a, a different – I wanted a different logo – I wanted it to be more inspiring. I didn't want people to be like, oh, that's the podcast guy. And now he started a catering company. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be that. So I was like, okay, I, I got to I gotta make them two different entities. So Fire and Smoke became an idea in 2017. And in 2018, it, it really became – kind of a reality at the you know right around the end of 2018 it became a reality we 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 incorporated the name we we made sure that we got a a commercial kitchen we kind of lined everything up you know what i mean uh i got the cookers that we're going to cook on uh started kind of lining up the spaces and all all that stuff kind of started lining up and then we did our we did two pop-ups in 2018 two or three i believe it was in 2018 and it was like okay cool let's see if we can prove this concept right Mm -hmm. let's see if we can if we can make this a reality so we started doing pop-ups inside breweries in 2009 in april of 2019 i went full-time as a as as the pit master of uh fire and smoke barbecue so since then all i i mean my day job is cooking barbecue congratulations man like when people are like man i wish i could cook barbecue as my day job i'd like my first question is do you like 3 a.m no okay yeah then you don't (laughs) don't want to cook barbecue for your day (laughs) we're we're a very small company don't get me wrong um i'm up at 3 a.m to get to the kitchen and start the pits 
and start cooking. And I am still working that line at breweries at nine o'clock at night. So <laughs> when wow. you you know what I mean, and then and yeah. then going and then once we wrap at like nine o'clock, going back to the kitchen, unloading the unloading the car, cleaning everything up, getting everything ready, un, you know, putting everything into their storage unit, and then going home, sleeping for a couple hours, and then getting up to do it all over again the next day. Damn. So you're more than knee deep in this. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, we're, we're, we're ready to go and we're, uh, we're, we're doing a good job. Um, I, we we're kind of, I'm actually going to try a concept that I'm a little bit nervous about, but I'm going to do it anyways, because I think it's the right, I think it's the right way to go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to bring a little bit of Texas up to Chicago, which is not necessarily a thing that people are accustomed to up here mm-hmm. um down in texas man you go to texas you can you can go to a food trailer and it's a barbecue food trailer and it's going to be some of the best barbecue you've ever had in your life right sure. yeah uh, up here food trailers are not like a real thing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like you don't see barbecue food trailers um Food trucks are slowly starting to become a becoming a little bit bigger and a little bit well well are known here, but they're still very like still people are like very skeptical about going to a food truck. Um, so what we're actually going to do is we're gonna we're gonna build a food trailer and we're gonna park it in a in a not not we're not gonna move it around all the time. We're gonna be open from a food trailer for uh, we're gonna do four days a week and we're gonna see how it works. Badass, man. If we can't bring a little bit of Texas up to Chicago, you know, in the in the summer, we'll pop up tents and put a couple tables out. And if you want to eat there, you can. If you don't, man, take it home. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's you know, that's that concept is crushing everywhere right now. Uh, You know, I'm born and raised in Texas. I grew up there, and and you know, two and a half years ago, moved out to to Southern California, and was like, where the hell's a good barbecue? And really, the only good barbecue that you can find out here is pop-ups, man, because they're using the stick burners. They're using, you know, real wood, and they're, like, doing the brisket. They're doing the ribs. They're doing craft sausage, and it's just – it's incredible. But, uh, you know, all over the place, you're starting to see that. And, uh, man, that's – I love to hear that because – uh man, I know you'll I know you'll do great. I know you'll crush it. And you're very outspoken about using real wood when you cook, right? And that's all you do. A little bit. <laughs> A little bit. What are you cooking on? And um, you know, what type of wood are you using? Uh so commercially, do you want to know commercially and then backyard? Sure. Yeah. There's a <laughs> there's a difference, right? Mm-hmm. Uh Commercially, we are cooking on a Myron Mixon H2O. Um, so, for those of you guys who have no idea what the hell that uh, what what the hell that cooker is, a Myron a, uh, Myron Mixon H2O is basically a water pan stick burner. It's a water cooker in a, in a sense. Um, I have a gigantic water pan underneath my my cooking grates, um, and then there's a firebox right underneath that. So it is a vertical a vertical cooker. It, it's not a stick burner in the sense of a side box and then it you know goes across the food, but it's it, it's still a stick burner because I'm all it burns is real wood. 
that mm-hmm. that's what keeps that beast going. And um, I am cooking over 100% pure oak. Uh, the reason I decided to go to oak, um, I was I was toying with doing other things. I was toying with trying to get cherry, trying to get you know some kind of fruit wood and all that kind of stuff. And then I started looking at what I could get in in, in my area that was that that there was an abundance of. And um, uh, I talked with the blacks down in in um, in Texas. Uh, we were actually in in Kansas City together, and I got to talk with them a little bit. I I had the privilege of first meeting them at at um, Cab's fortieth year anniversary, right? Uh, certified Angus Beef you know, their, their big conference. I got to meet, mm-hmm. I got to meet, uh, Barrett and, and his, and his dad, um, Kent Black. And I was talking to Kent and I was like, man, Kent, you know, I'm like trying to figure out what wood season. He's like, man, he's like, look at this way. He's like, use what is most abundant to you. Use what is the most like natural wood around you. He's like, the reason we use post oak in Texas is because there's a shit ton of it mm-hmm. where we are. And I was like, that makes so much sense. You you marry – it's not that you're marrying this flavor profile. You're marrying the flavor profile that everyone understands around you. You know, everyone smells that because they burn most of it in their fireplaces. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's the most abundance. So it's like, man, that flavor profile will translate the best here. Why would you – like, he's like, why are you trying to change something? Just do that. And I was like – yeah okay yeah no that no that that makes like i was like okay that makes sense yeah now i just feel like a moron but it's like <laughs> so i'm I'm cooking over all post oak because or not i'm sorry not post oak all, all pure pure oak because it it's just the most abundant in the chicagoland area so it's mm-hmm. the easiest to get and we're cook and we burn a lot of it <laughs> yeah that's some sound advice right there i, I think um a lot of people are 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 doing the same thing. I just, I was talking to, to Carl Felinius out at, uh, in Denver at, uh, Albert, and he was, he was echoing some of the same thing. Yeah. Use what's abundant to you there. And, and, uh, yeah, great advice for, for not only, um, you know, not only yourself, but folks that are listening that, that are wanting to, or, or doing pop-ups as well. You know, you don't have to do post Oak, because that's how they that's what they're doing in Texas. You um yeah, great advice there. Now that you get now that you're doing this full time with fire and smoke barbecue, um, you're shipping worldwide now, right? I mean, you you're cooking every day of the week or are you so you know, so how often do you ship we, out? So we don't ship food at all. We're not shipping. Uh basically what we do is we do we do pop-ups right now. Inside, oh, okay. in and out of different breweries. Um, a lot of the brewer- breweries have become a really big thing in the Chicagoland area, and none of them have kitchens. Well, not none of them, but a, a vast majority of them don't have kitchens, right? And okay. they don't want that. They don't want that overhead. They don't want that burden. And there's people like me that are doing pop-ups that are like, hey, listen, we'll come in on a Friday night and from you know 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock or 5 to 8.30 – We'll feed your 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 mass quantity of people that are going to be there, right? That's when mm-hmm. you guys are the busiest. We'll feed them. So we we come in and we feed them, and then we we pack up and we leave. And we're doing that. Fr- I'm doing that Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Um, 
Wednesday nights we we do trivia nights. Thursday nights we do trivia nights and and some some band nights. So it's usually about Wednesday to Sunday that that I'm cooking. So just depending, some Sundays are different than others. Sometimes we we get it, sometimes we don't. Um, so so it's not there's not always a guarantee that we're going to be working on a Sunday. Uh, one of the things that we did kind of develop is we do four times a year we do a barbecue brunch and what the reason we did that is like we're like man how do we tie together like doing something cool like to get really people out on a Sunday because most people aren't always going to breweries or they don't want to eat so it's like but they want to go they want to go do brunch right brunch Mm -hmm. is a big thing so we're like dude let's do a barbecue brunch and this is not your like I'll have you know yogurt parfait brunch like this is a hearty brunch so we do we do like brisket biscuits and gravy um we're doing smoked chicken and waffles Mm. so we're doing like hearty cool takes that like taking a a barbecue spin on brunch and it is like people are just they're like dude this is insane like why would why would you not do this every weekend i'm like then it's just becoming like if i do it every weekend then you you won't come you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you have to create that like demand. And we've we're we've been trying to create this demand for for our barbecue brunches and really just kind of showcase what you can do with barbecue food and brunch food. Because most people don't think barbecue brunch. Yeah. That sounds incredible. Hey, so are you set at at specific breweries or do you kind of hop around? Where can folks usually find you? So if you go to fireandsmokebbq.com, um, go to events, you can see an entire event list. Um, you can sign up for an emailing list. Uh, we send out one email a month letting you know where we're going to be, what's going on new in the company, uh, kind of expansions of that kind of stuff. But we pop around. I mean, I am in probably fifteen to twenty breweries a month. Wow, different ones. So we're we're in and out of a bunch of them. Um, it's just you know, go into this one here, go into this one here, um, and we're just slowly building this following. Uh, I actually had a a a guy from the Manny Barbecue side, right? He he's like, dude, I've been listening to your show for two and a half years, and I'm like, awesome. Thank you. Like that's amazing that you've had that much patience to listen to me for two and a half years. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's like, no. He's like, dude, I love your show. And I'm like, dude, that's great. He's like, I, he's like, and since you've been talking about like doing doing these pop ups and doing all this stuff, he's like, man, I've been wanting to try your food. He's like, I just figured like you've been talking about it. He's like, kind of put up or shut up, right? Let's find out if he knows what he's talking about, and then I'm gonna try his food. And I'm like, shit, okay, cool. You know, I talk barbecue with all these people. That doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean I can cook it for shit. I can just talk it sometimes. Um, so he tries my barbecue and I'm like, I go over there and I'm like, so I'm like, how do we do? I'm like, give me a score. I'm like, be honest. He's like, this is the best barbecue I've ever had. He's like, and I've eaten a shit ton of, go- a shit ton of barbecue. He's like, there's restaurants that I've like places that he's waited like over an hour plus. And he's like, dude, he's like, your barbecue is way better. He's like, it's so good. And I'm like, that's phenomenal. Like, I, it was just like, like, it's hard for me to hear that stuff because I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my only answer is thank you. 
And I don't, <laughs> I feel like that's not enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm telling him enough. Like he's looking for more. And I'm like, dude, thank you so much. And he's like, yeah, he's like, dude, you guys are phenomenal. He's like, not to mention like the, the fire and smoke side, uh, we did put out a rub. We launched our own rub line. Um, the way that I was kind of looking at it is like, man, I have these seasonings that I'm using in my everyday and people tell me that they like the flavor. Why shouldn't they be able to buy it? Yeah. Right. So let, let's bottle it. Let, let, let's sell it. So, um, if you buy a fire and smoke seasoning, just so you know, every single piece of that seasoning has gone through my hands, um, from, from labeling to pouring it into a bottle to from, well, actually from mixing the rub to, to labeling the bottle, to pouring it into the bottle, to sealing that bottle, to putting it into an envelope and mailing it to your house. Every single one, every single of those steps were done by me or through me. Uh, Sometimes the wife goes and mails stuff out, but uh, (laughs) uh, you know, whatever. And she does, she does help with labeling bottles too, but like 95% of those bottles are labeled by me. So they're all hand labeled. They're all there. It's a, it's a small batch handcrafted rub. So they're super potent. It's not your, you know, it's not your, your rub that um, has been sitting on a store shelf for a year and they're trying to move it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. all these seasonings are super fresh. They're amazing. Uh, and then the, the flavor profiles are just fantastic. And they're, they really are kind of a labor of love, but I, I, I enjoy being able to hear people saying that they really like my seasonings, that they like, that they like cooking with them because then it's like, man, I'm, 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 I'm bringing that brand to a whole nother level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's almost like you're buying it from one of your buddies that, you know, man, and, and, uh, just handing it to you from, uh, from his kitchen to yours. That's pretty awesome. So any big things coming up this year, any, uh, interviews that you're looking forward to or any that you've recorded that are kind of in your backlog, that uh, I know you probably want don't want to announce them or anything, but are you excited about any uh, in particular? We got some cool people that will be coming up. Um, we're I mean, man, I'm always trying to work on getting new people on the show. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm excited about every single one of them. Yeah, like I just really am, and uh, I I do find that almost some of my favorite podcasts are, are like my backyard guys, right? Those are almost some of my favorite podcasts because they're they're super excited a to be on, and yeah. then they want to talk the most about barbecue. Where like sometimes when I talk to uh, people that are in the game that are that ha- have done interviews in the past, they they kind of give you those like those answers. Like you ask a question, and they're, they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's a." Uh, Here's here's my answer that I you know that slated answer that I already know that I'm going to tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, I don't want like give me your real answer. <laughs> give me your real answer. Yeah, I feel you. I've been trying to kind of go after more people outside the United States, so hopefully you'll be seeing more of that. You'll be seeing more people that are um, that are cookers from from different parts of the parts of the the world. Because I think that's really cool because I learned the most from them when, it, you know, when we talk about different cooking and different stuff from over there, different stuff from here, talking about, um, you know, what they have to say to their butchers to get, to get what, you know what I mean? Like to get what they want, like 
they can't not you know not every butcher understands I want a full pack of brisket when they've never had to give that to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or you know, no, most people aren't looking for that. So it's very cool to learn that. Yeah, so cool, man. Well, I'm excited to continue to listen. I uh, I drive around a lot for work, so I'm always listening to podcasts and uh, always making myself hungry while I'm driving around listening about to to conversations about barbecue. Um, congratulations to you, by the way, for uh, you know for starting your business and going full time barbecue. That's that's the dream, man. So uh, continue to. To crush that. One thing I, we, we didn't chat about is is your menu. What what do you have on your menu typically when you're uh, doing your pop ups? Um, so our pop up menu changes all the time, okay. and we kind of do that on purpose. Is I try to keep it a fresh. Um, some of the things you 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 will almost always see is brisket will always be on our menu. Mm-hmm. Um, we do. We're kind of getting known for our pork belly burnt ends. That's becoming something that people are are just almost expecting me to have now it's kind of crazy like they're like what do you mean what do you mean you're you're not doing pork belly burn ends this time like what, what do you mean like I, I can't function right now so <laughs> like it, it's almost almost on our menu every single time with that being said um not knowing when this podcast comes out this weekend we won't have pork belly burn ends on our menu uh <laughs> <laughs> but that that is that is a big staple. We do that a lot. And then like I try to innovate like we do we did smoked meatball subs, right? Ooh. So nice. uh you know, we did a kind of like a barbecue take on on a on a meatball sub. We do um pulled pork mac and cheese. So what that is is we do uh, a layer of our, you know, a bed of our mac and cheese, uh a layer of pulled pork, we drizzle our barbecue sauce over it. And then that goes out. Oh. We do our we do our smoked chicken wings. Uh, so with our smoked chicken wings, what we do is to really help permanent, like to really push that flavor into that chicken wing, is we pre-smoke our chicken wings. We pull them off the cooker. We let them cool completely. So I cook this wing completely done. Right? It 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 goes it goes to 175 degrees internal temperature which is, you know, 10 degrees over chicken safe. I pull mm-hmm. it off. I completely cool it down and I refrigerate it. And then what we do is we pull them out of, out of a cooler and we air fry them on site because mm-hmm. we were looking at doing, I was like, man, what if we just fried them? And we were looking at that, looking at it. And I was like, man, I don't want to deal with grease. I just really don't want to deal with grease on site. So, Started looking at alternatives, started looking at alternatives, bought an air fryer, tried to, you know, like, we'll see, well, you know, I'll gamble 60 bucks, see if it works. Uh Bought the air fryer, it worked phenomenally. So we were like, okay, cool. Let's, you know, let's, let's, let's do this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we started, started using that. Um, so we, we air fry wings on site. So then you get that smoky flavor, but you get that still crunchiness of, of, of like an air fryer or of, of, of like a fryer completely. And it's like, it's such a cool, like way to, way to cook them. And it, 
I, I've been told numerous times by people that we've ruined wings for them. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, mo- most places, I mean, you get that nice fried wing and you get good flavor into it, but you don't get that smoky flavor, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's that's really what they're looking for. It's just, it's pretty cool that um, you you can kind of get that, get that flavor profile out of that. Another thing that we do a lot of, uh, we'll do our pulled chicken. That doesn't always hit the menu because a lot of people kind of look at it and they're like, yeah, it's just chicken. <laughs> yeah. But those are some of the things you'll see um, in the winter, winter months, you'll see our brisket chili. Ooh, love it. Our brisket chili is a, a big seller. Um, people just, I mean, it's just warm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. When it's when it's negative ten degrees outside, brisket chili's where where it's at. You know what I mean? Like oh. that's when you're like, oh shit, yeah, that that that's <laughs> the way to go. Oh yeah. So those are some of the stuff that you see um, that you see on our menu and 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 kind of kind of where we go with it. Um, it's all very traditional, you know, it, it kind of traditional, kind of different barbecue stuff. I'm always kind of in, you know, changing something. We do ribs every once in a while. Uh, we'll, we'll do we'll do some some pork spare ribs um, every once in a while. That that's a specialty that we'll pull out. And man, when we tell people, I'm like, listen, we're doing ribs. I'm like, we're doing ribs. They'll be gone by five thirty. Yeah. And it, there there's times where people are running in and being like, do you have ribs? And I'm like, nope, they're gone. <laughs> like, but it's only 525 i'm like yeah that sucks doesn't it <laughs> like come early yeah like i told you to come early like it's ribs you know what i mean because i i don't when i do ribs i don't make a ton of them and the reason i don't make a ton of them is i don't want to be sitting on those ribs very long i don't want to hold them that long because i want to make sure that i give you the best best you know product i possibly can that's awesome man well that that uh that menu sounds pretty dang good to me (laughs) next time i'm out uh in chicago man i'm definitely gonna look you up are you in chicago mainly is that uh so we actually um we're not in the 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 chicago like in the city we are in the suburbs uh there are more breweries in the suburbs so we tend to stay out into the suburbs we we just do a little bit better out there yeah there's not quite as many food choices when you when you're in the city there's so much food so much insane amounts of food that it's like oh my god like how do i how do you even compete there's so much noise yeah yeah, great city. Great city, a lot of food. I agree. Yeah, lots of food. <laughs> great food city. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the questions that I like to ask at the end of uh, of my interviews is just to get to know my li- my, uh, my uh, just to get to know folks a little bit better is can you tell us something about yourself that maybe most people don't know? Oh God, I'm so. Um... And I'm a little curious about the hair thing that you said you did a little bit of hair thing. So, before. so by trade, I, I'm I'm a I am a licensed hairdresser uh, by trade. I went to awesome. hair school. Um, I did hair for seven years, eight years. So, wow. um, I, I I like working with my hands. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Uh, but that that is uh, by trade. I'm I'm a licensed hairdresser, um, and I still I actually still carry my license. I still do hair every once in a while for friends and family. Um, I don't really do it professionally anymore, but um, I still do you know still do friends and family hair. That That's is... probably something that most of the barbecue world doesn't know about me. <laughs> um, and I probably own more shoes than most barbecuers do. <laughs> You're a shoe guy, huh? I'm a, I, I definitely am a shoe guy. <laughs> I like my shoes. I don't know why. I just always have. <laughs> you dab in the old sneakers and, and all I, of that, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bad hobby. One of those guys, huh? It, it's so, like, dumb. It really is. Let <laughs> me tell you, it's dumb. It's just so dumb, but yet there's something that calls me back. <laughs> hey, no shame, brother. No shame. I would say, you know, and uh, um, the other thing that uh, I guess uh, most people don't know um, maybe about me that aren't, like, close personal friends is... Uh, I am bilingual. I actually speak English and I also speak Polish. Wow. Yeah. Badass. Did yeah, did not know that. That's do you uh do you get to use it often? Um being in the Chicagoland area, yeah. There's a lot of Polish <laughs> really? people up here. Yeah, absolutely. So um cool. And uh like so my parents are both from Poland. So I'm first generation here. So like at you know at their house still I get to I I I, get, I speak it with them because that's just kind of their natural way of you know speaking to me is, is in Polish. So um, that's kind of kind of a, a little thing that most people don't know about me. That is awesome, man. Well, thanks for sharing. Thanks for thanks for jumping on and uh, oh absolutely and chatting with me, man. I appreciate having you on. I know that's you're an amazing time. Yeah, brother. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, hopefully we'll meet up one of these days and oh God, I hope and, so. Uh, share a cigar and a, a nice oh, nice drink. That sounds that sounds phenomenal. <laughs> that definitely I would love that. That would be yeah, fantastic. Man. You're ever out to California, let me know, man. Out in You're in Southern area. Cali, right? Southern Cal, baby. So cool, Yeah, man, dude. to wrap up, um, where can people find you on social media? Okay, so for the social media, if you're going on Instagram, it's Man Meat Barbecue across social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm never on Twitter. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I didn't catch the Twitter bug. I don't like tweeting. <laughs> um, <laughs> so on those three, you can find me there. You can message me. I answer all the messages. I'll sit and talk barbecue with you until I am blue in the face. Um, <laughs> if you have any questions, if you want to talk about what cooker to buy, what what cooker is the best cooker on the planet. Let's talk. Um, for Fire and Smoke, uh, it's fireandsmokebbq.com. It is um, firesmoke underscore bbq for the Instagram. I'm going to make sure that I didn't mess that up. Yep, it's firesmoke underscore bbq uh, on the Instagram. It's fire and smoke barbecue company on facebook um if you go to the website you can check out any of our rubs um you can check out any of that kind of stuff like i said we we ship out you guys can enjoy them and get them eat, eat with them 
we are in, I believe we're now in 10 different retailers. Um, most of them are in the Chicagoland area, but we are in Wassie's Meat Market in Florida. We're also at Mason Dixon's Barbecue Supply in Pennsylvania and Maryland. Um, and then uh, we're at Dave's Ace up in Wisconsin, and we're at Ace of Gray in Gray, Georgia. So we're slowly starting to ship out um, our rub line, just slowly. We're growing it low and slow, kind of kind of the way I do things, which is funny because I cook hot and fast. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, good luck to you, my friend, and um, stay in touch. Absolutely, I, uh, thank you. Yeah, man. I, I wish you nothing but the best in this uh this great barbecue adventure that you're on. And um yeah, my best to you and your family. Thank you. All right, brother. Take care. All right, dude. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the iCrush Barbecue Show. Remember, if you like the show, please help us reach more listeners by leaving us a five-star rating on your favorite listening app. Subscribe to get all past and future shows and share with your friends. You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now TikTok at iCrushBBQShow. Or just email me at iCrushBBQShow at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag us with your favorite picks. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that cue.